What is up, guys? Welcome back to Just Like Other Girls. It's me, Shannon Fiedler. And this week, I'm here to talk to you about my wedding. (laughs) Um, You probably know this if you follow me on social because I think I've been a little obnoxious about how much I'm posting about it. I can cop to that. I can admit that I've become that girl who is posting all of her wedding photos, as everyone should be when they get married. First of all, you just spent so much time and money and it's something that is like really meaningful, hopefully, to you. If it's not, that's a bigger problem. But you should share the photos. I believe that. And that's not just because I am the person doing it. Now, if we get to be seven years from now and you are still using every fictional holiday like best friend awareness week to post photos of you from your wedding, you know what? Do it. Who cares? I don't know. You spent a lot of money on those photos. Enjoy it. You know what? I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. But if you follow me on social, you probably know that two weeks ago, almost two, three, I don't even know anymore, but I just got married and it was the best. It was the best. And I know that that's what everyone expects you to say. And I'm saying it because it's true. I I had the best time at my wedding and the whole weekend of the wedding and the week leading up and the experience. And I don't know. I think, you know, I, I wanted to just like share it a little bit with you guys, both in terms of like what we did, because I obviously was, I, maybe not obviously, but before the wedding, I didn't want to share too much of what I was going to do on social for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted it to be a surprise for the people who were going to be there. And then also I could like share it through photos. And, you know, obviously I wasn't going to show my dress beforehand and there were certain details I wanted to be a surprise. But two, I also didn't want to get a ton of unsolicited opinions on every single choice that I was making. And I think whether you are a social media content creator or not, I think that's really important, making choices because it's what you – and your partner want on your wedding day, not because it's what the people around you want out of your wedding day. Um, I just, I think that's like a really good rule to live by to help you make sure you have the best possible day that feels really true and authentic to you and, and take out some of the stress. So yeah, so now I'm I'm back from my wedding, back from my honeymoon. I'm a wife, which is wild. It's just like, I don't know, I spent 31 years of my life not being a wife and now suddenly that's a new part of who I am and it's cool and it feels very natural obviously and and normal and like in reality not much has changed, right? You know, like my day-to-day life still looks the same. My relationship with Pat really hasn't changed either but I have this new moniker of wife and it's just, it's funny. It's it's definitely taking some getting used to. Um, like a couple nights ago I was doing a show And in my stand-up set, I talk about Pat a lot. He's just part of my life. And, you know, for the past year, I've been doing these jokes and referring to him as my fiancé. And I got on stage and I was trying to tell these same jokes. You know, I'm not changing them at all. But now I'm saying my husband. And I stumbled it over – I stumbled over it every single time I said it. I just, like, could not – I, like, kept forgetting. And then, like, halfway through the word, I'd be like, husband. And then I was like – Is this weird? And I don't know if anyone else felt this way right after they got married, but like every time I say husband, I feel fraudulent. I'm like, well, we've only been married for like two weeks. It's like I don't deserve to call him my husband. Like I haven't earned the right yet, which I know is stupid. Like he's literally by law my husband, so that's what I should call him. But it's definitely taking some getting used to. But it's fun and I like it. And it 
It feels right. I mean, fiance is a really fun word. I talked about this when we got engaged, but like there feels like weirdly pretentious because it's like French or it's just like, ah, I'm engaged. I'm better than all of you. It's just like how the word feels in your mouth. Husband definitely doesn't feel like that. And it feels, I don't know. I think it finally feels like I have the word that matches where our relationship is because, you know, ever since I knew we were going to get married, which was before we got engaged, I've always felt like saying boyfriend or even fiance didn't fully cover the extent of our relationship and our commitment to each other and blah, blah, blah. So it's fun to say husband. It's fun to hear him say, this is my wife, like when we were on our honeymoon and he would be like, oh, my wife is going to get the cab or something. I would like hear that and I'd be like, oh, that's that's fun. So I'm not used to it yet by any stretch of the imagination, but I definitely like it. And I'm sure in like two months, I'll just be like, yeah, whatever, this is my husband. I don't even notice the word being said. Um, but that's a fun part. Anyway, we're back and I wanted to just like do a little rundown of the wedding for you guys because I wish all of you could have been there um, in spirit. So basically we got married in Newport, Rhode Island. Uh, Rhode Island is a very special place to me. It's where my family lives. Um, we got engaged in Rhode Island. We spent a lot of COVID together in Rhode Island. We we knew kind of always that we were going to get married in Rhode Island and the venue we had for both our welcome drinks and our and our wedding was just they were amazing. So we had our rehearsal dinner and then welcome drinks for the rehearsal dinner was just our wedding party. Uh, but then we wanted to do something on Friday night because we had so many guests flying into Newport. You know, Pat is from the Midwest, so you know most of his family, a lot of his friends were all flying in. Um, even just like all our friends coming from New York, it's it's a full weekend to get to Newport. So we wanted to do an event on Friday night. And we had that at the Tennis Hall of Fame, which was such a special venue. And it was just like, it was so cool. Like the museum was open. So you could go through the museum. You could stand on, they have a grass court, which is really cool. Um, we both play tennis, not in any like real way. Um, it's not like either of us were competitive tennis players growing up, but it is something that we like to do together. Pat is, you know, a huge athlete, works in sports, loves sports. So it just felt right to have that sort of very (laughs) New England. I know like my Connecticut girl is like loving every minute of that, but like this very New England, very sport centric, but still beautiful, cool, unique venue. It felt very special. It felt like a lot of our guests were saying, you know, this this feels like a really cool place to be. So we had that there and it was just magical. I loved it. And then our wedding was at a place called Ocean Cliff, which again is in Newport. And it just offered everything that I wanted out of a venue. You know, it had an indoor and an outdoor component. I knew I didn't want a fully outside wedding in August in Rhode Island because it it could have been like 900 degrees. You know what I mean? Like we could have been sweating our faces off and nobody wants to do that when there's when you're dancing and everything. But I did want the option for an outdoor ceremony. Um, but they also had a good indoor option in case it rained because that would have sucked. Um, but it was just like this beautiful vista and they are a wedding venue through and through. So, you know, they had all the stuff. I didn't have to bring in tables. I didn't have to bring in chairs. I didn't have to bring in catering. They had amazing catering. It was delicious. And um, it just was like the most perfect venue. It had we got to stay there like it's a hotel as well. So uh, the wedding party and our families all got to stay on site. Like it was just the venue did so much for us that in our planning and in our execution of the night, 
we didn't have to add on as much as if you go to like a more a la carte venue. So couldn't have loved that more. So that was sort of like the plan for the weekend was we had this rehearsal dinner, um, welcome drinks where everybody came. That was for three hours on Friday night, Saturday, all day getting ready. You know how it goes. Like literally the guys like went and played golf and like had lunch and like dicked around all day and like were actually we had a very like manageable reasonable start time I think we started getting ready at like 9 15 or something so I know girls I know wedding parties that have to start at like six in the morning and I didn't want that um part of that was because we didn't start our ceremony until 5 30 because we didn't do like a, a mass or anything so that <clears throat> we were able to start a little later Saturday all day getting ready um which is like really so special. I, I think that is such an important part of the day. And I know that bridal parties are kind of like going out of favor a bit or just like out of trend. Like I know a lot of people I know aren't doing bridal parties or haven't in recent weddings. I've definitely seen – I'm like so deep in wedding TikTok right now. So I've definitely seen that that's like a trend for 2024. I think that's totally fine. But if you don't do a bridal party, I cannot recommend enough – having a group of girls that you are getting ready with during the day because that was honestly like such a magical part of the day. And then, you know, throughout the rest of the night, you have so many guests to say hello to. You obviously want to spend time with your your partner. You want to try to see as many people. I, I didn't end up spending that much time at the wedding with some of my closest friends, but I got to spend all day with them getting ready. So I felt like they were still such a meaningful part of the day. So it was like, some of my friends, um, my little cousins, my great aunt, my mom, my mother-in-law, um, my like one. It was just like a mix of people, family, friends, all ages. We had the world's greatest hair and makeup artists. Um, they they really were just like such a joy. They like added such positive energy to the day. That's another tip I would give. I'm just, I guess I'm just giving tips in this podcast. But another tip I would give is when you're thinking about your vendors, and people tell you this, but I don't think you realize it until you're living through it. Like you actually spend a lot of time with some of these vendors. Like your photographer, your videographer, they're with you the whole day. Your hair and makeup artists are in the room with you guys getting ready, adding to the excitement and the aura and the atmosphere that you're creating, you want these people to be the kind of people that you want at your wedding. So even if someone is like super talented, if they have like bad attitude or they're just like not not the vibe that you want to create for your wedding, I would say maybe maybe try to find someone else who is. So I would just, I don't know, that's what I say. And then we had our recept our ceremony, which was outside overlooking the water. There were all these sailboats. It like felt like a fairy tale. I feel so lucky. Um, And then we had cocktail hour reception and we just like danced all night. And it was, it was the best. It was everything I wanted. Um, And I think we knew early on that we wanted our wedding to be elegant and beautiful, right? It's a wedding, but above all, we wanted it to be fun. And I think we made the right choice throughout the planning process of prioritizing fun and having a good time at every choice we made. And so, and we both went into the wedding, Pat and I, with that mindset about like, we're just going to have a good time. We're not going to worry. We're not going to try to be like 
prim and proper. We're just going to go and we're going to have fun. We're going to dance. We're going to laugh. Some things are going to be really beautiful. Some things are going to be really silly. And I think that because we came with that energy, everyone around us, you try to match the bride and groom, right? Because you want the wedding to be what they want it to be. So everyone around us kind of started to also have that attitude and outlook and perspective. And it just, it just made for such a fun night. And like shout out to our friends and our family who were on the dance floor with us. We had almost four hours of dancing, which I realize now is unprecedented. But if you know me, you know that there is nothing I love in this world more than a dance floor. I I grew up dancing. I I just like wanted dancing was the most important thing to me. It was more important than the meal. It was more important than the speeches. It was more important than anything. And so I told the people, I was like, what can we do to get dancing faster? Like, how can we shorten some of the things up top? How can we, can we start dancing while people are still finishing their dinner? I don't need to wait for all the plates to be served. Like, we, we did things a little untraditionally in that regard so that we could get people on the dance floor. And God bless our family and friends because they boogied all night long and made it till the final song at midnight. And it was just... It was perfect. And I think the reason people say their wedding is the best day of their life. Yes, you're marrying the love of your life. That is very emotional. It's very beautiful. It's very special. But I think the real reason the wedding feels like such an amazing day is because it's really the only time in your life where everyone you love and people who care so deeply about you and who you care so deeply about are all in the same room. And they're all focused on you and your happiness. And that was another thing. I I made sure from the get-go when we were going through our guest list, because you know how there's always like these, like we should invite this person or like the sort of like must invites. But my one barometer was, does this person actively wish me well? Does this person, does this person actively want me to be happy? want what's best for me? Are they going to be there and be joyful that they get to be a part of the ceremony? Or are they going to be there and judge my floral arrangements or say, oh, her hair doesn't look that good? Or, you know, just be like, oh, I'd rather be somewhere else. Or I didn't want any of that. I only wanted people at our wedding who we really wanted there, who we knew really wanted to be there. And sure, some of those were like friends of our parents that we don't necessarily know well, but they know our parents so well that they were genuinely happy for our parents and by extension us. So that I was happy to have those people there. You know, I, I wanted them there because it was all just wellness and, and, and good good wishes. So that brings me to my ceremony. One thing that was really – so we didn't – like I said, we didn't do a church ceremony um, – and because of that, we sort of got the opportunity to make our ceremony. And this was really, I think, my favorite part of the wedding was actually our ceremony for, for many reasons. But one thing that we did is we made our ceremony feel very personal. We didn't – I mean, we followed a script when it came to like, do you, Shannon, take Pat to be your husband? Like, we followed that so that we legally are married. We did the we did the vows as you're supposed to or whatever. But throughout, we we just wanted it to be something that felt very personal to us. So we had two officiants, one of my bridesmaids, one of Pat's groomsmen, who are both just like amazing, personable, well-spoken people. 
they co-officiated the wedding so that there was sort of like a representative from both sides bringing us together. And my bridesmaid asked Pat if he took me to be his wife and would take care of me in sickness and in health. And then his groomsmen asked me. So it was sort of like, hey, will you will you take care of my friend for the rest of your life? And that felt really special. In lieu of readings, just like picking poems or something, we ended up having our moms, because they're both, we're, we're fortunate both of our moms are writers. So we had them write most of what was said in the ceremony. And the first time we heard it was during the ceremony. So it was sort of like advice and well wishes from our mothers who like, who better to talk to us on our wedding day. We did something called a ring warming which I stole from one of my friend's weddings when she got married in Dublin, or she didn't get, she got married in Ireland. It's an Irish tradition where you take the rings before the exchange of rings and you pass them around to all of your guests and you ask them to put in prayers, good wishes, positive energy, blessings for the bride and groom to put their best wishes for you into the rings and hold the rings. So by the time they get to you, they theoretically and spiritually have all of the well-wishings of everyone you love are already in the ring. And I saw that at my friend's wedding and I said, we have to do that. It's so magical and it's so special. And I think about it when I look at this ring. I'm like, wow, like all of my friends and family have touched this ring and and said a little blessing for us. And, And that was so special. Um, And it was fresh. I I don't, besides my friends who were also at that wedding in Ireland, I don't think many of our guests had seen it before. So it was fun to surprise them with something that felt meaningful that they also got to be a part of. Like it made our ceremony a little bit interactive, which I thought was super special. And while we passed them around, we had my little cousin, for lack of a better term. (laughs) Um, She sang, she's not little, she's a teenager, but she's an incredibly talented singer and she sang a song. And I know that for the rest of my life, that song is going to be really special to me. Um, And so like we just had this very, very special thought out ceremony. We really thought through all of the pieces about like, how do we want to do this? How do we want this to feel? And it really did, it it made the wedding feel emotional and I was invested in it. And then literally from the moment we said I do, we switched from the strings that we had playing. We had um, like a string trio. I was going to say quartet, but there were only three of them playing music during the ceremony. And then when we walked down the aisle, we switched to DJ and we were like, okay, now we're partying. We're having fun. And we just made sure that every touch point we had, we could set the tone for fun. So I just, I loved it. And we, we also had a lot of like little tiny details, I think, that felt like us. So one thing that I did right in the wedding process, and I, I can definitively say I did this right because I watched too many of my friends get so stressed out over every single detail. Because when you're planning a wedding, there are myriad details. I mean, everything from escort cards to table numbers to are there signs in the bathrooms? Are there amenity baskets? Like you could go crazy obsessing over all these details. And I totally get it. But we decided very early on, these are the things that we really care about. The DJ, the food and drink, um, the ceremony. That was something that I cared deeply about. So I did obsess over those details and just like setting the tone of fun. And then anything that didn't sort of align to those things that we really cared about, I just kind of went with the easiest option. Like my venue was like, we have table numbers. Do you want to use them? I was like, yeah. Because I could have spent hours searching Etsy and Pinterest and all these places to try and find like a way to make these table numbers feel 
personal or beautiful or match our color scheme. But it was just like a gold number on a table. And I was like, no one is going to leave this wedding and be like, wow, Shannon and Pat's wedding was a really good time. But did you see their table numbers? They were kind of dull. Like that. And so I just was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about it. And then I could decide I'm going to pick five details that I want to feel personal. So instead of a guest book, like a traditional book, we got a surfboard. So we got married on the beach and we chose a surfboard and had everybody sign that and it's going to live on the wall of our house. So that was a cool moment that people actually did comment on after. They're like, oh, that felt really cool and special. Um, The ring warming, you know, something like that. We had a live portrait artist, someone who was painting pictures of all our guests that they can then take as a keepsake. And that felt like a really fun favor to me and like a cool moment that you don't see at every single wedding. And I just wanted, if I was picking a detail to go above and beyond and put energy and creative mind power into, it had to be something unique-ish, you know, not something and, and something that felt like Pat and I. And we spent a lot of time choosing songs. You know what I mean? Like that was really important to me. So I I would say if you are planning a wedding, decide what matters to you. Decide where you can give it a personal touch and then let everything roll off your back. Which brings me to I wanted to give you guys a quick little like what I loved about my wedding and what I would do differently. And the truth of the matter is like there are very few things that I would do differently. I just – I really loved the day and, and and luckily there were minor snafus and the snafus that did go wrong we were able to solve relatively easily. And, and, and I owe a lot of that to, again, surrounding myself with the right women during the day. Like having my mom and my bridesmaids and family and friends that I knew we could count on if something happened, like they kind of dealt with anything that happened and I didn't have to think about it. But that doesn't mean there isn't nothing that I would do differently. So I'm going to start with that because, you know, it's like you always want the bad news first so that you can end on the good news. So things that I would do differently. The first thing that I would do differently is try to stop obsessing about the weather Um, like I said, we had our ceremony outside and there was a beautiful indoor option, but I wanted it to be outside. You know what I mean? Like if you've seen the pictures on my Instagram, like the ocean is right behind you and the flowers look so pretty next to like the live greenery. Like I really wanted it to be outside. And the moment the 10 day forecast was available, in fact, the moment the 30 day forecast was available on AccuWeather, which is a joke. I mean, like the weather is never even right for the next three hours. Why did I think it was going to be right 30 days in advance? But every single hour, I would refresh the weather feed. And it was touch and go. It was very touch and go. Like there were moments when like it was going to rain, then it wasn't going to rain, then it was going to be really hot. Like, And I, I really, I was obsessing over it. And I think it's because I needed something to sort of put some nervous energy into. I never really felt nervous for the wedding per se, but I do feel like my brain like needed something to focus on and it chose the weather. And here's the thing. If it did rain, there was not a damn thing I could do about it. So me stressing and checking all the time was useless. And it really did add like some negative energy to the week before that like I didn't need. However, that being said, I'm a human. I was obviously going to check the weather. Um. Okay. The most practical thing I would have done differently is I would have practiced putting my veil in. I loved my veil. My veil was beautiful. My dress and my veil were Justin Alexander. 
man, that guy can make a dress. It is, it was beautiful. I loved it. It was the perfect wedding dress for me. It's what I dreamed of my whole life. Same with the veil. I am obviously a little bit of a dramatic person, if you couldn't tell. And so I had a cathedral length veil. It had some like glitter in it. So it was like kind of sparkly in the sun. It was beautiful. However, it weighed a lot. And you put a veil in a very particular way, which Shocker, I had never done before because, oh, I've never been married before. So it came time to put the veil in and it's like me, my mom, and my hairdresser who, again, she was amazing and she knew what she was doing, but we had never done it in my hair before. That was the most stressful part of my entire day because that's also, you're putting the veil in right as you're about to start taking photos. That's when like timeline starts to matter and you start to feel like, okay, like we need to get these pictures taken Um, we need to make sure we're like hitting our timeline because we want to run the day on time. It's the one stressful part about all of it. And the like many different times we had to try to put this veil in and then like my mom, (laughs) the one moment of just like I think everybody's heart stopped was like my mom was like trying to do something to my veil. We were outside taking pictures and she like lifted the veil up and I swear to God she almost decapitated me. Like she pulled on this veil and it was so heavy that like my – head jerked back like crazy and I was like mom and I like screamed at her and then I apologized obviously because it was not her fault but it was like I if you are a bride and you are able to have your veil at your hair trial please do and if you aren't spend some time at home even if it's not like your actual hair trying to get that veil in because let me tell you that was the most stressful part of the day another thing that I would have done differently is I never thought to look so the bridal suite we got ready in a specific part of the hotel and it never occurred to me to like look through that place to see if they had a full-length mirror and maybe they did I don't know but for whatever reason I didn't know where it was or maybe it was the timing I don't know what it was but I actually never saw myself in a mirror on my wedding day so I am kind of waiting on the photos to come in to understand what I like fully looked like as a bride, which is like a crazy thing. And like, here's the thing. I could see my face. I could see my hair and makeup. And like, you know how the dress is going to fit because you've tried it on at your fittings and stuff. So, and again, timing was starting to get tight. So we kind of just went with it. But I really wish that I had made sure that there was a mirror and given myself a moment to take myself in and look at myself and be like, okay, you're, you're the bride. This is it. This is, this is the look. Um, and that is one thing that I actually do regret and I'm sad that I didn't have that moment. I mean, I got, I did a first look with my dad, which was very special and my mom helped me get ready. And so I got to like, see what I looked like through their eyes, which is beautiful, obviously. Um, and really, you know, wonderful, but I do wish I could have seen what I looked like, um, in full. So, Maybe when, you know, like I've had, you know, you got your preview of photos. So I have like a a rough idea of what I looked like. And I've like looked at all the pictures my friends have given us. But um, I wish I had had an opportunity to do that. And then the last thing that I would have changed, and I have no idea how I would have changed this, but I woke up on my wedding day at 5.45 in the morning, even though I didn't have to be down to get ready until 9.15. But my body was like, we're awake. And I went to bed the night before late because we had an event the night before. So it's not like I was like, oh, I'm just so rested. I 
wish that I had been able to fall back asleep. And I tried. I mean, I put on music. I put on a podcast that I didn't actually want to listen to, thinking maybe like the voice would lull me to sleep. I kept the blinds closed. I got out of bed and got back into bed. Like, And then finally at like 6.30, 45 minutes later, I was like, I called my mom. I was like, I'm up. Come here. <laughs> like hang out with me um, until until it's time to go and like meet up with my bridesmaids who are same people who are still sleeping. So – I really wish that I had been able to sleep more. However, I will say uh, Red Bull saves lives and I drank a Red Bull along with like four cups of coffee and an espresso martini. So I had more caffeine running through my body on my wedding day than I, – I had a lot of energy. I genuinely don't think I got off the dance floor once in the entire four hours that we were dancing except to change into my after part, like my like late night dress. Um, and a lot of people were asking me, they're like, what, like, are you on speed? Like, what is happening? How do you have so much energy? And I was like, the amount of caffeine in my system right now is, like, I couldn't eat. Like, I even got a chance to sit down and eat my dinner. And there was just, I've never experienced this before, but I genuinely feel like there was so much caffeine in my body that my, like, there was no room for anything else. Like, I was just, like, pulsating caffeination. I don't even know. And then finally when the late night food came out, I ate, like, this massive plate of French fries because my body was like, we need to soap up, sop up this caffeine. Like, give us a starch. Um, So maybe that's another thing I would change. I would have, like, a little less caffeination. But, hey, I got through the night and I had a great time and I never felt tired, which for me, I'm a very sleepy girl. Enough of what I would have changed. Let me take a minute to tell you everything that I – not everything that I loved. That would be the whole day. But a couple things that felt really special to me beyond just like those personal touches and the ceremony and the stuff that I already talked about. Um, One thing that I did that I loved was that I decided – I knew I wanted to be really present at my wedding day. And the whole time leading up to the wedding, I think that's what I was most afraid of. I have a tendency to – sort of like always be thinking about what's coming next or thinking about something from like an outside perspective or like, you know, trying to look at things. And I just wanted to be in the moment and not thinking about any of that. And I was able to achieve it, one, because I think I I thought about it so much and I made sure that that was my priority. But I also didn't have my phone the entire day. And like the siren call of a cell phone is just – you know, even when you don't want to be looking at it, if it's next to you, you're looking at it, or at least I am. Um, And I didn't want to be texting anyone, um, not because I didn't want to hear what people had to say, because people were texting me really lovely things, you know, people who couldn't make it because they had a a conflict or, you know, people just saying like, oh, Newport's so great, we love it. Like, they were all wonderful things, but I didn't want to be thinking about people that weren't in my immediate vision. I wanted to be present with the people that I was with. I didn't want to be creating any content and posting on social or thinking about taking photos. So I told my bridesmaids at the beginning of the day, I was like, I'm not going to have my phone. Please take as many photos as you can, videos, everything. Send them to me. I want all the memories of this, but I don't want to be the one capturing them. I want to be in the memory, both in terms of being the person in the photo and the person who is present making that memory. So that was really special. And what I did was we got I got ready in like an area that wasn't the room I slept in. So I actually left my phone there. So I brought my phone down just to make sure I could like contact, make sure everybody got where they needed to go. Um, And then probably at like 10 a.m., I put my phone in a bag and I literally didn't get it because my mom accidentally took that bag home with her. She left the – she left the hotel before we did because we had like a little brunch at our house. Uh, 
she took the phone with her. So I didn't have my phone from 10 a.m. until probably like 1 p.m. the next day. And it was the best. I also, it meant that like when I got home from my wedding night, I wasn't going through all the Instagram stories that people put up, which I was so excited to see. I reposted all of them. It was so fun to see those photos and videos. But when we got home, we just like sat around and talked about what was your favorite moment? What did you like best? Like whatever. And um, I also, we made it a big point. I don't know if this is like a separate thing I loved or just like part of the staying present. A big piece of advice people gave to me. Oh, well, before that, I will say one thing too that people told me about being present was to make sure that during the ceremony – you don't just look at your partner. You also like look out into the audience and at all your guests and just like take in all of their faces and that moment of all those people there. And I really made an effort to do that. I did that a couple times throughout the ceremony and those like images are burned into my brain. And it was just like so – it was great to look out and see all those smiling faces coming back at you. So that was a big part of being present. And Pat and I made a big point to spend as much of the night together as we could. And it's very easy to get separated. Even just like dance floors were like, you know, you start dancing with someone, he starts dancing with someone, suddenly you're like on the opposite end of the dance floor and then you got to find each other. So we just tried as much as possible to not like be only talking to each other, but to be in each other's vicinity so that we were like making memories together. Um, There were obviously moments that I was like with some people, he was with other people. Like it's not like we were attached at the hip the whole night but we did spend a lot of time together which I think is important because it's your wedding day so that being present and not having a phone um oh another big part of being present was I didn't really drink I had like one of our signature cocktails and then an espresso martini through the course of the night so I remember the whole thing I was very present I have no like oh my god did I accidentally say this like and I'm not a huge drinker so that was the right choice for me. I I know a lot of people who enjoy drinking more than I do, you know, look forward to drinking at their wedding. I knew that that was never going to be a big thing for me. Uh, But I was super glad that I was super present and effectively sober the entire night. It just made for soaking it all in and remembering it and making it feel like it lasted as long as possible a little bit easier for me. Um, Another thing I really loved was, was, like I said, we had that welcome drinks on Friday. And that, I think, helped to make the event – it felt elongated. So we had our ceremony rehearsal, which was like Friday afternoon. It felt like everything kind of started then. I had some family in town on Thursday, so that even felt like part of it. And we were all doing like the final DIY moments. Like we we got um, all these flowers from our neighborhood to – decorate the rehearsal dinner space so my mom and my little cousin and my aunt and I were like walking around our neighborhood getting our neighbors hydrangeas with permission of course but like that was really fun so it it felt like the wedding itself was longer than just 5 30 to midnight on Saturday night and I think again people say it goes by so fast and it does but I I felt like it actually lasted an appropriate amount of time because we were fortunate enough that we were able to have a longer event and we spent a lot of Friday getting a lot of small talk out of the way with, you know, making sure we said hi to all of our guests and and sort of doing that so that Saturday could be less about that and more about like let's all go have fun and dance together now. And it just made the whole weekend feel like an event versus just like, you know, this this one night. And I think that that was really special. Um, another thing that I did was – 
I said this a little bit earlier, but whenever like a snafu came about, like we didn't have enough food for lunch and the bridal suite getting ready. And I was like, and people were like, well, what should we order? And I just took this phrase where I was like, that's not the bride's issue. And I'm not usually very good at that. I, I feel like I need to solve everyone's problems. But for whatever reason on this day, I decided I'm not solving any problems unless it's trying to figure out how to put my veil in because I literally have to be the person to do that because it's my head. But when something happened or like we were missing a bouquet and we had to like find a way to make that work, I was like, not the bride's problem, not a problem for the bride to solve. And it just, I gave people the agency to figure it out however they needed to figure it out. Um, And when they did that, I wasn't going to care what they did. I didn't care what the solution was as long as there was a solution. And it wasn't the bride's issue to solve. And that helped me not be stressed. That helped me have fun. And that helped me stay in the moment. Um, Early on in the process, from the minute we got engaged, I should say, the one thing that I would have fought to the death on for a decision that mattered to me was that I did not want to do a first look. And I knew that. I knew that my whole life. I wanted that moment of walking down the aisle and seeing my husband for the first time on the other side. And, you know, most people do a first look these days. And your photographer, your venue, they kind of seem to recommend it because it makes the day go a little bit smoother. You don't have to take photos during cocktail hour. You you kind of get all your jitters out of the way. You get to see your husband when your hair and makeup is still really fresh. Um, there's a lot of reasons to do a first look. It also allows you like a private moment to talk to each other. I knew I didn't want it. After having not done it and walking down the aisle and seeing his reaction and having that whole walk to just sort of be like, here I come, having that moment with my dad next to me and then getting that whole ceremony to just sort of like be present with each other for the first moment of the day and and it also made it feel special and different than every other day because we see each other all day every day. <laughs> was everything. It meant everything to me. And it's, again, one of my favorite moments of the entire thing. So really, really glad I stuck to my guns and did not do a first look. So if you want a first look, again, there are a million reasons to do it. Many of my friends have done it. Do it. If you don't want a first look, don't let anybody talk you into it because it was really special and magical to have that. Um, and then the last thing that I will say that like really, I, I've said this a million times, but I had fun. I had so much fun at my wedding and I've known too many brides who didn't because they were stressed about, is this in the right place or is the DJ playing the right songs or is my dress the right, like even at one point, like I, I broke my bustle and I like couldn't get my dress to bustle and it was, and someone was like, oh, and I was like, whatever, who cares? I, I just want to have fun. At this point, it doesn't matter. We took the pictures. I, who cares? I'm never going to wear it again cut it if you have to, like fix the bustle, whatever you have to do. I just, I made it very clear to myself that the only thing I wanted to feel on that day was happy and excited and joyful. And I just did anything that I could to do that. I literally never got off the dance floor. I danced obnoxiously. You know what I mean? Like I danced, I like was putting on a show. I was having the time of my life and I had the time of my life. That's the only thing I can say. I spent time with the people I wanted to spend time with. You know, I made sure that we said hi to everyone at the wedding over the course of Friday and Saturday. We, during dinner, we did the rounds. We went to every table. We took photos with people. Like, we got all of that done. And then from that moment on, I 
I didn't allow the words like I should to come in my head because I was like, you know what, whatever, like I should be talking to this person. No, if that person wants to talk to me, they'll come to me. I'm on the dance floor or I should, you know, stay in my dress a little longer before I change into my sneakers. No, I my feet were tired. I wanted to wear my sparkly sneakers that I got and that allowed me to have more fun and dance longer. And I, I just prioritized fun at every moment. And I think Pat did too. I really do. Like he was also on the dance floor the entire time, also changed into his sneakers. And we just like, we just had a blast and we didn't worry about anything else. And I know that sounds like super trite and like eye roll, but like that's what we did. We focused on that. I, at a certain point after the ceremony, I stopped caring about looking elegant. I stopped caring about any details. I just had a good time. And then we went on our honeymoon and it was amazing. We went to Turks and Caicos. It was relaxing. I was exhausted after the wedding because it had been up so late for me and dancing. So the first like two days that we were in Turks and Caicos, we like napped and just like laid on the beach. It was the perfect amount of just like relaxing with like a little bit of fun excursions and stuff tucked in there. Like we went jet skiing. We went snorkeling. Um, We drank a stupid amount of rum. I have never – I don't drink rum. And then last week in Turks and Caicos, I think I became rum. My body is rum. Um, And, you know, ate pineapple and just got tan. And and I could stop worrying about all the things you're like worried about as a bride. Like I stopped worrying about tan lines. That was the best thing ever. I was like, whatever bathing suit I'm wearing, if I get a tan line, who cares? And I stopped worrying about like making sure I got a good night's sleep so that I felt fresh. And I was like, whatever, if I'm tired, I'm tired. Um, And it just was, again, it was a great way to feel like we were elongating the celebration. We went on our honeymoon immediately after and it just felt like a good like come down from the high of the wedding to just sort of like take this week, spend some time together, talk about the wedding, you know, rehash all of your favorite moments, look at the pictures that your friends sent through and we just had the best time. So that's that. I I don't know if, you know, you guys even wanted to hear all that, but I definitely wanted to share with you the wedding a little bit, some of the details that I loved. Again, what I would do again, what I would maybe do differently if I got the opportunity. Um, I promise you I will want to talk about this forever. So if you have any questions, thoughts, if you're getting married and you want to know how I felt about a certain thing or are just looking for some inspiration or some validation on the way that you're feeling – please DM me, hit me up, shoot me a message. I'd love to talk to you about it. Um, It's so fun to be a bride. And, you know, I I think there's a lot of conversation about like the post-wedding blues and like how stressful it is and it goes by so fast. And I just chose not to focus on that and not think about all the negatives because there are a million negatives. And It's kind of a mindset thing, but like being present was everything. And I think that is my like number one takeaway. And I I hope that I can bring it into other parts of my life now too and start being more present. But anyway, that was my wedding. I'm a wife now. I have to get used to saying that. I have to get used to saying husband. (laughs) It's going to take a minute, but uh, I'm excited. It was the best. And now on to the next thing, whatever that might be. So until next week – I'm Shannon Fiedler. This was Just Like Other Girls. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to me talk about my wedding day. And I will see you next week.